And now, live from Isolation Station in Burbank, California, it's the Plague Week 38 of the Allison Rose and his new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes her guest. She's a longtime morning radio star and current co-host of the podcast Cup of Tea and a Chat with Allie and Bean. It's Allie McKay. And she's a writer and artist who once single-handedly changed the definition of the word femininity. Look it up. It's Allie Siegel. Tone Zone is here to remind us that it's a lovely weather for a socially distant sleigh ride together with no one. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Hello, my little chocolate lava cakes. Welcome to another exciting episode of Alison Rosen is your new best friend. That particular carbohydrate was sent in on Patreon. Patreon. By John Chasen. I'm on Patreon. You can submit carbohydrates for me to call you. I will give you a shout out on the show. Um, there's weekly bonus episodes. I just did a live stream Zoom party where I told... One of the listeners that his hair was majestic because it was, and then he like upped his donation. I mean, not his donation, his subscription amount. Wow. You can have those kind of wow. interactions with me. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Nice. I would like to say hello to my guests. This is a very special Allison-centric episode. Mm-hmm. Because we have Ali Siegel. Hello. Hi. Welcome back. Thank you. It's so good to be here again. I know. We have a lot to catch up on. Just Yeah, we wait. do. And Allie McKay. Hi. Hello. Hello. We have a lot to catch up on. We do. You I guys... I like I need No, we to. do. Okay. You've both been on the show before. <laughs> Allie yeah. Siegel, you have been on... Because I just realized I'm going to have to use some last names because when I just say Allie, you're not hearing A-L-I versus... Everyone's so confused. A-L-L-I-E. Mm. Unless I were to say like Al... Yeah, no, I'm not going to. Um, and then Allie McKay suggested we try to get Allie Ward on this one too, right. which would have been fun, but that's just chaos. Yeah. It's already right. going to be chaos. Yeah. And she'd be like, ooh, let's talk about bugs. And we'd be like, not yeah. now, Allie. Not, not again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so she does the bug thing with you guys too? All the time. I've actually never met her. I just wanted to be in on the joke. I haven't met her and I haven't had the privilege of bug talk with her yet. Well, bug you will go. one day. I hope so. <laughs> um, okay, so Ali Siegel has been on. You were on. You've been on a Monday show, and you've been on a few Thursday shows. Yes, and I've also been on K Rock. So this is like a human centipede with me in the middle. That's wow. right. And then yeah. Ali McKay, you've been on a Monday show, and yes. you were on Kevin and Bean. And then did it officially change? To Kevin and Jensen. What was it called? No, Allie and Jensen. What happened? First off, can I be the front of the centipede? I know it should be Allison Rosen, but I feel like if she can be in the middle, I just want to call dibs on front. Yeah, why did I choose the word? Shotgun? Yeah, (laughs) shotgun on the Shotgun on the peed? (laughs) Shotgun on the I'm going to start my own peed. It's just going to be me over here. That's cool, Uh, right? All right. Yeah, that's the best there is. Sorry, Tony. You're at the end. And I would also like to say hello and welcome to Tony Thaxton. Do you feel alienated already? Because you don't, because you have a different name. Very Your much name so. is Tony Braxton. 
<laughs> it's like it's like I'm a freshman in high school all over again. <laughs> oh, it's Tony Thaxton with a th. <laughs> Sorry, that's all right. That's all right. It doesn't happen as frequently in in 2020. Yes. Well, partially because I don't see human beings, but you know, because yeah, she's you kind don't of have to break up. your heart. Exactly. <laughs> so, Allie McKay. Yes. My very ham-fisted question, which was, blah, blah, blah. Wait, so what happened? So that's the question with K-Rock. Oh. I know that the show changed people. And then Jensen Karp, which is the way that I originally met Ali Siegel, to, mm. he can go in this human centipede too. Then oh he God. was oh, a more host. Dick. This is getting long. <laughs> wow, this is a really long centipede now. Yeah, uh, it was Kevin and Bean, and then in November, Bean moved to London and retired from LA radio. And then um, Jensen had been there a couple months, kind of just to to fill. And then we knew Jensen was going to be the one that stayed. So it was Kevin. Jensen and me, and it was called Kevin in the Mornings with Allie and Jensen. Mm. Very catchy. <laughs> Not at all wordy <laughs> at all. Um, and that lasted until uh, March 16th when they fired us over the phone at the beginning of a pandemic. They thought people wouldn't notice. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah, it was gross. It was totally gross. But at least they said it was about a bunch of different reasons instead of just a big money drop, which I get. If they would have just said, listen, Kevin makes a lot of money, Allie's making good money, we're paying Jensen good money, we need to let go of that money. I almost would have respected it, but right. what are you going to do? So, they, so what you're saying is they gave you, the answer they gave you did not ring, or the reasons they gave you did not ring true. 100%. Because I knew what our ratings were in relation to the rest of K-Rock's ratings. Mm -hmm. And we were the only reason K-Rock was staying above sinking level, essentially. Yeah. So it's, it's, it was an interesting call. And I mean, what are you going to do? Things happen. But the way that they did it and the way that they did it to Kevin a guy that was on the air there for 30 years is despicable. And that, that's the part that really bothered me. I'm yeah. fine. I'm loaded. So it didn't, <laughs> didn't bother me. <laughs> not true. So. Um, it seems like they, with Loveline, they also got rid of the people that we know. And then suddenly it was people that I w had not heard of who were doing Loveline. Yeah, that happened, I think, when it was still CBS radio. They got rid of Drew and Mike Catherwood, which makes zero sense. And then they had someone else take it. I don't even know what happened with that. But essentially, they have no rights to it anymore, Drew mm -hmm. and, and Mike. And for what basically Drew and, and Poor Man created decades ago. So it's the in and outs of, of radio. Radio, yeah. So, like, I thought television was gross i thought yeah. that was pretty bad like at the beginning of your shift they could just rip you off and be like we're not extending your contract we'll see you later but in radio <laughs> they'll literally do it like in the middle of a sentence they'll be like hey we're flipping to country beat it it's gross. bizarre it's just it's crazy so well, welcome yeah. to the world of podcasts and patreon <laughs> it's very exciting allison rosen well, you Allie, have a podcast now, don't you? Sorry, I just took Allison Rosen's job. Don't you have no, a podcast now with Bean? I do on Patreon. That's why she, I think she was saying, welcome. Oh, by the way, oh, sorry. Okay, sorry. For you, Patreon <laughs> people excited. that are seeing Patreon. my Santa 
outfit that also looks like I'm a boxer. Like bad things are happening. <laughs> So no, I it's apologize. Great. It's great. Let's just break this down for the, for the the people of Patreon. Ally McKay is in the most. It's like the most wonderful time of the year in her apartment. There's a. <laughs> is that a balsam hill tree? Allison, great <laughs> eye. Thank you. <laughs> Thank I realize, you. I realize that makes it sound like I am a like not only an enthusiast but a connoisseur of um, the high end artificial trees. It's you just me? I. I only know Balsam Hill. Yeah. Um, that might be all there is. It might be a monopoly. So you've got like a beautiful, picture-perfect, hallmark, well-lit tree next to a fire glowing in your flat-screen TV. And then there's yes. like some Balsam Hill-looking garland all around it. And you're... Oh, my gosh. There's some kind of tablescape with mini trees and other tchotchkes back there. And you're dressed as Santa Claus. I love a Christmas, <laughs> you guys. I love it. But I, I think you were going to explain that the Santa Claus hood is like covering some wet hair. It's Yeah, I took a nap um, and didn't set my alarm in time to fix the hair. I can, I can show you. Like, it, like the back is just crazy oh. wavy it's just it's bad there's bad stuff happening but the hood of this robe you can either look like you're about to do a mom said knock you out video you look a little <laughs> bit like a boxer or you see the side and you're like hey there's my ball <laughs> so everything's fine i'm doing an adam and eve sponsor read later in the show oh, and on. it is nice. so tempting to just use that as my segue but i had intended hey, to do ball. it later <laughs> so oh here's my ball that's where i put it <laughs> um and then we have ali siegel who is wearing yes. like a gingham <laughs> puffy sleeved cool top we thought she might be naked when she first joined but it's just that her sleeves weren't on screen she's got two nameplate necklaces to honor herself and dolly parton but isn't dolly the name of your new dog yeah so now i feel like i have to get a third nameplate necklace for my other dog I think you do. Yeah. Especially if he watches this. Yeah. And you've got like magic eye mirrors. Is that what those are called? I guess so. They're they're little mirrors that I got on sale from like some store and one of them's broken. So there was three for the price of like half of one. And then (laughs) the wood, the wood, I have like a little wood art design here in the middle and um, uh, a friend of mine made that. She does wood carving. Um, her name is Alexis Mixter, and she does really cool wood designs. That's cool. Now, yeah. you were at your parents' house for a while, right? Because I don't normally read, like, me- <laughs> uh, uh, hold a mirror up to people's tweets, <clears throat> but you tweeted yeah. something that I thought was so funny. Oh, no. It was that your dad told you that your personality can be a little annoying and he needs some space from you this morning. And then you're like radical honesty. Love it. So, um, I'm very fortunate that I just moved into a new house, but it wasn't ready for quite a while. So I had to live with my parents for essentially all of quarantine for seven months. Um, and I'm a 34 year old woman who had to live at home with her family during a pandemic 
And I mean, obviously we're all socially isolating, but I wasn't allowed to go on like social distance walks or get outside coffee with people or anything like that because my parents were so concerned about COVID. So it was just me and my mom and my dad in Thousand Oaks um, in a house for seven months straight. And you can imagine how that ensued. (laughs) What happened um, when your dad needed a break? I'll tell you exactly what happened. So um, I was talking too much about the crush I have on Hunter Biden. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and um, my dad told me, my dad doesn't understand. We're all liberal. I won't get into politics too much, but he doesn't understand the Hunter Biden thing. And he told me that he needed space for me because he needed me to stop talking about my crush on Hunter Biden. I get it. There's something yeah. raw and sensual about that man. Yeah. That also could be a segue into my read. But again, I intend to do it later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like Googling pictures of him on denim on denim, like and sending them to the group family chat. That's when my, my parents told me I need to go into my own room. I got grounded. <laughs> Wait, what's denim on denim? Thank you for asking. Oh. He was in like a Canadian tuxedo. There are these fantastic oh. pictures of Hunter Biden outside of 7-Eleven. And he's wearing jeans and then a jean jacket. And it has like fur on or not fur, but like that. What's that white kind Sherpa? of like? Yes. Sherling, and yeah. Shearling. Yes. And yes. he looks so handsome. So handsome. I thought Denim on Denim was a website. And I was like, that sounds sexy. <laughs> no, but that's also should be a good yeah. intro to the <laughs> or like a dating site or something yes it's denim on denim do you like denim so do we <laughs> so do we. <laughs> <laughs> um tony i know that you <clears throat> might be one of those guys who's like i can't tell if other guys are handsome but which i feel like is something all guys say but then actually you can tell how do you feel about hunter biden you know it's funny you ask i i have no problem saying that about someone but uh I can't, like, off the top of my head, think of what he looks like. Let me Google him real quick. Oh, yeah, I'm not do that it. familiar with what he looks like. Welcome to my like. search history. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. We're, we're waiting. Uh, I mean, a, a little bit. I don't, I don't know if I would uh, necessarily go that far, but he's got, he's got a little bit of... There's a, there's a tiny bit of hunk in there. Yeah. <laughs> like, reformed bad boy. Yeah. Yeah. We love yeah. to see it. <laughs> In touch with his emotions, which we know yes. via his text to his father. Um, oh. Since I was describing everyone's scene, what Patreon has seen, I recently hit my limit of seeing my same few tops. So I decided to get some new Zoom tops. And I decided to go a little further afield. Like right now, I'm wearing something coral, I guess. But the problem with a couple of my tops is that they're like sh- silky satin i don't know what they are and they got a little bit of a puffy sleeve and it almost looks like i'm wearing a pajama top when i'm decidedly not i'm wearing mm-hmm. specifically a zoom this is from banana republic it doesn't get more wow, um so, so aggressive <laughs> <laughs> we think it looks great allison <laughs> i can see what you really think no i think it's really pretty i do wonder if if you get this with silk Anytime it's slightly windy outside, it just sticks to every Clings. part of you. And then you can't, like, get it off your skin. Yes. Yeah. I do, yes, it's like a shower curtain. Yes. Yes. 
I'm happy to say I live in a place with shower doors now, but I did do the shower curtain life for many, many years. Oh, yeah. So I don't know. This hasn't, I haven't taken this on like a real, a real uh, test run in the real world. This has mm-hmm. just gone from my bedroom inside to my studio outside mm-hmm. and there wasn't a lot of wind on my little walk. Take that baby through a wind tunnel. <laughs> see how it rocks. <laughs> I need to. <laughs> I need to see what happens. Um. So... Allie, while before you were joining, I was at. <laughs> it's not. It's not clear. I'm saying it, and I'm looking at you. But I'm I think not you sure mean me. I think yes. when you, Allie Siegel, I can tell. Yeah, I, can I tell was from asking the inflection. Allie. Thank you, um, McKay. How you guys met? And she was wondering if it might have been on Twitter. I think I actually remember. I think that Leslie Grossman. Um, who's a fantastic actress uh, in American Horror Story um, and a lot of other stuff. You, I think, were Twitter friends with her. And I um, had dated in the past a good friend of hers. And she and I were kind of Twitter friends. And I think that at that time I was making weird artwork. And she had somehow showed it to you or it had been on her feed. And then we all kind of gotten like a tweet chain together. Interesting. I didn't Is, know Leslie was involved. That's I think amazing. she was. I think she was from my I do remember when I reached out to you, I was on vacation in Maine and I was like, Whoa. can you do artwork for <laughs> Kevin and Bean? And they must have braces. And you're yeah. like, done. That's who I am. It's what I do. Yeah. And it is amazing. Yeah. The artwork then, is the best. That was Are so silly. Are you still doing adults with adult braces? Um... Not as much. I've moved on to greater creative endeavors, um, but it still holds a place in my heart. I'll always do a commission should someone need, you know, a picture of someone with braces, but it's not (laughs) one of my main focuses right Right. now. (laughs) Because now you're doing web crawlers with Melissa Stetton. Yes. Also has been a guest on my show. And you are, are you a life coach now? Oddly enough, I am, um, it, which sounds like the biggest scam of the century, but I am <laughs> doing life coaching and I'm doing Reiki, um, but I am mostly just doing the podcasting web crawlers with Melissa, who's fantastic. She's, she's so funny and so amazing. Now, when you say it sounds like the scam of the century, do you mean like life coaching in general or the idea of you as a life coach? What a question. I think (laughs) that's a really insulting question. (laughs) All right. Weird that my Zoom connection just dropped off and I had to go. Um, I think the idea of life coaching in general can seem a little bit um, shady, like one of those things where you go online and then you pay and then they send you a certificate and all of a sudden you're a life coach. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know how heavily regulated an industry it is. However, in California, like it actually is like I had to go to uh, um, a school for it. I had to take a lot of tests for it. I had to like memorize a code of ethics and take a a test on that. Um, I had to go through a certain amount of training and like practice clients and things like that. So in California, it is more heavily regulated, probably because it is a more new agey environment to prevent like everyone in their, you know, yoga friend from becoming a life coach. (laughs) but yeah, it was something that I wanted to do just from my past experiences in my life and also from being in recovery and like working in recovery. Um, so, uh, yeah, I would say it is appropriate for my skill set. Surprising probably like that I went in that direction. 20 year old me would have not expected myself to be a life coach. 
but I, I think that, um, there is a lot of misunderstanding, uh, in the life coach arena. I need to clarify because I just want to save uh, my reputation. I don't want people to think I just asked. I'm not offended. I've never been offended before. <laughs> horrendously bitchy questions. I just thought maybe you were being self deprecating. Um, yes. No, and which is okay. I I wasn't offended at all, and which okay. is my personality to be self deprecating. But it is actually something that. Um, I really love doing and surprisingly my my grandma to speak to the new agent it's hard because like there's say, there's documentaries like The Vow and um uh and Nexium and then I have been obsessed with all of that so right now you are really speaking my language. Oh, I mean I I watch all those things like crazy and then there was that Netflix series called um Healed or something like that. I can't remember, but it was like 10 episodes and it was on um like essential oils and another one was oh on yes like tantra you know and like bee stings and all that right kind of, a lot of it is bs there's a lot of bs out there um i don't participate in that kind of stuff i just like offer support and like guidance for anyone who needs it and i don't i don't um brainwash anyone nor nor does anyone have a brand with my name on it <laughs> don't go that far. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are doing after the podcast, but I believe I do Keith have boundaries. Also said I didn't <laughs> yeah. brand anyone. Yeah, it's like I'm not. Oh, a we should have had Allison Mack on here. She would have fit right in. <gasps> what's she up to? <laughs> yeah, what's Allie Mack up to? Oh wait, actually, no joke. Someone texted me the other day. Saw said they saw her at uh, walking the Silver Lake Reservoir. She's not in impounded she's no not she's not being held somewhere <laughs> she's not she's not in the car impound no she's not in the slammer yet she's apparently just walking this out on like reservoir doing laps oh. <gasps> would she want to come on the show probably not <laughs> probably probably can't speak openly i well you know what's his face was trying to do a podcast from jail keith yeah right well i think the second season of the vow is going to feature interviews with him and also with Nancy Salzman because we saw her with her ankle bracelet at the very end. I'm sorry if that's a spoiler, but yeah, it's not a spoiler. We, everyone also, knows what happened. Keith issued a contest being like, anyone who follows me, um, if you're a lawyer or public um, attorney or if you're in law school, please look at all of the documents from my case and try to find a loophole to get me out and I'll pay you $50,000. That's cool that he still has a platform to get a hold of people. <laughs> yeah. Wait, when you fuck. when he said anyone who follows me is he on social media? Is that what I he did? or like anyone who's like a follower of mine? Like I you think know, like it, follows his journey because the Nexium. Sorry, I like don't. I don't know why I'm on a Nexium rant right now. I promise I'll stop in one. No, second. because I encouraged it and <laughs> I love it. Please keep going. I am sad that I don't have any more Nexium content to consume. I have two. Did you watch Seduced on Stars? Yes. So I watched an episode of The Vow. I fell asleep during it. I was not into it. And then I watched Seduced. And then I got super into it. And then I watched the rest of The Vow. And then I listened to Escaping Nexium. And then I started reading the Frank Report. Whoa, He's not okay. a great... Sorry, Frank. You're not a great writer. <laughs> and then I even tried to watch The Lost Women of Nexium on ID. I watched that. I fell asleep. I, I fall asleep easily at night. Well, what's weird crazy? Like that. Well, that's good. Well, it's crazy as <laughs> people are like dead and missing, which they don't really talk about in the vow. There's women right. who are like fully dead, like left these these Nexium seminars and then committed suicide. That's so fully awful. Dead. 
fully yeah. dead. <laughs> not even not more not than just a, a hint of death. Really like um, super done. Allie McKay, I have a question, and this is a question that I think I had asked of Allie Ward, so it's not exclusive to us, to we Allisons, but lately it has just been toward us Allisons. Your teeth are like blue-white. Smile, please. Ooh, they they are are really shiny. Yeah, I mean, maybe the color of my light? Here, let let me change the light. Nope. Your face just warmed up. Yeah, your face warmed up, but your teeth stayed super duper white. What does that mean? It means you have amazingly white teeth. What is your, um, what's your regimen here? I brush them, Allison. <laughs> I am going to go out on a limb oh, and wow. just tell you about brushing. Um, no, I use um, Plax Rinse. Hmm. Ever since I was a little girl, I've used that rinse. And then I use just a electric toothbrush and a, um, a water pick. Hmm. Oh. You must just come by your white teeth naturally. I Some guess so. Yeah, I, I never. Th- I don't think they're very white, but they're they're blind. Tony, they're glistening. They're glistening. Really? They're pre- they're pretty they're white. Blindingly oh. white. Well, now I'm happy that we did this whole <laughs> Zoom situation. <laughs> like, did you do? Did you guys watch Friends? Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Do I look that like Ross? I've like never that seen a white? single episode. I was going to make a reference to that episode where, of Ross's teeth. Yes. I forgot about that. But Allie Siegel, you've never seen a single episode? I've never seen a single episode of Friends. Wow. I know. It's, is this something you're proud of? Yeah. It's I mean, a pretty like, it's yeah. an entertaining show. I hear it doesn't hold up that well. Yeah, I haven't um, seen it in at least a decade. No, don't try to jump on this bus. It's just me. I've never seen (laughs) it. No, I'm not trying to. I'm just saying it's. I I can't vouch for if it holds up. Friends lover. Well, listen, you're going to have to make a decision, Ali Siegel. If we're all going to be a human centipede, Tony does get to jump on the friends bus. That is true. If you guys are going to be individual units, then he doesn't get to. No, Tony could be part of the human centipede gross then he's like automatically on the friends <laughs> bus yeah that is true a yeah, friends bus is another a more delightful way to say human centipede <laughs> <laughs> um so about the life coaching thing what i was going to say is yes. i saw um a life coach for a period of time oh, wow. and it really was like going to therapy yes and i even I had a column at the time and I wrote about something and I said, like my therapist said, and then I I sent it to her to show her. um, And I was referring to her as my therapist because I felt a little bit bashful saying life coach. And then she was like, just to remind you, I'm a, I'm a, I'm not a therapist. I'm a life coach. And I was like, yes, that just is going to just have to go in one ear and out the other because I can't. Um, But yeah, it was, it was actually, it was quite helpful at the time. Yeah, that's oddly in the code of ethics is that distinguishing life coaching from therapy because we don't have the credentials. We're certificated, but we do not have like the credentials of a therapist, like nor have we been through the like extensive education. Yes, Um, I felt like when she was reminding me, it was like I felt like it was a 
a thing she had to do. It's like a liability. Yeah. Right. Liability issue. But yeah, there is some sort of stigma about like my life coach. Like if I go like therapy is starting to be more readily understood. Mm -hmm. Life coaching is like if you go to a life coach, somehow your life is out of order or something. Um, Or like you're you're you have a guru or something. Yeah, totally. Um, The only thing that I would say differentiates life coaching from therapy is like for me, at least life coaching is more actionable steps, whereas therapy Mm -hmm. is more you go to someone and they listen to you or, you know, they process um, your what you're going through, your traumas. For me, life coaching is you come with an issue and then we talk about that issue and then we give you actionable steps and an action plan for how to deal with that issue in your life and kind of like resolve it um, within some sort of period of time that makes sense for you. Mm hmm. Allie McKay, would you go to Allie Siegel? Yeah, Allie. <laughs> no way. <laughs> <laughs> that is I don't, so I don't fucked think, up. I don't think I should go to Allie Siegel. I think it should be oh. someone you don't know, right? Yeah, good, good save. Thank you. <laughs> good save. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Would you let me do Reiki on you or read your tarot? Oh, for sure. Cool. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I just don't want you telling me, you know, what to do in my life. Yeah, I get You're that. not the boss of me, Alex Siegel. <laughs> You're not I the boss want of it. me, mister. Yeah, but I will take, oh, tarot cards all the time. Any yeah. day. Any yeah. day. Yeah. Love it. Okay. What level of believing in tarot are you guys? I think every, every aspect of that, I go in with an open mind, like mediums, that type of thing. I think a lot of times, do they tell you what you want to hear? Yeah, but that also means that you're, you're being vulnerable enough to receive it. And I think that's a huge step for a lot of people. But um, yeah, I, I believe people have some sort of power, whether it's, you know, a psychic ability or maybe people see ghosts and that type of thing. I'm super into that kind of stuff. I love it. Um, tarot cards. I think you can find truth in in everything they're saying. And if you don't want to find truth in it, you're not ready for it. Mm, Boom. That's a good answer. Write it Damn. down. Done. Yeah, write it down at tarot.com. <laughs> denim on denim. Yes. Tarot. We have so many websites we're opening after this podcast. Go to denim on denim. Scroll down to tarot. <laughs> do you know what literally my favorite thing to do is? is go to godaddy.com and that this is not an ad. It sounds like it is. But if you go to GoDaddy and then see how much um, your website costs if you want to buy it, and then you can buy the website and then try to resell it. Like domain real estate. Yes. People will snap up. Like I currently have alisonrosen.com as my website, but I have a lot of variations of it too so that no one snaps up my name and tries to sell it to me. Smart. It's like actually a really lucrative business, domain real estate. I'm not, I don't know how to get into it, but it is something I enjoy doing. Like if you go to, I, one day I got really into religious ones just because I was like, I bet there's a lot of money in religious URLs. So I'd go to like jesusisourlord.com and it was like free and worth like $10,000. And you could buy, if you buy those up before they get expensive and then resell them, you're just, you're rich. Wait, it's free and... Oh, you mean, would you have to pay $10,000 to get it? Now you do, but if you get it before it gets expensive and then before you sell it hear once of, it gets... Before, before they hear, hear Jesus. About Jesus. <laughs> I just bought it. <laughs> yeah, I also bought... Oh, there's my ball. 
So <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So I do another podcast called Childish, which is my parenting ish podcast with Greg Fitzsimmons. You just got Fitz dogged. Nice. <laughs> and um, before we called it Childish, we were going to call it Loin Fruit, which I really, it was his idea, <laughs> but I really liked that name. And a lot I of like people. It. Yeah, I loved it. A lot of people pulled us aside to let us know they didn't like the name. Oh God. <clears throat> so we uh, we let them get to us. We changed it to Childish. And um, the, I'm trying to remember how much Childish.com was. It was like $30,000 or like something insane. So we have ChildishPod.com. We, yeah, we could not pony up the money to get it. Yeah, it's crazy. <clears throat> And that person is uh, was smart. They were doing the Ali Siegel life plan. That's that's what I tell all of my customers is that you just gotta get in the domain real estate market. <laughs> um, so I have an update from last week. I'll fill you guys in. Um, so last week on the episode with Kevin T. Porter and Demi Itajuibe, I mentioned that. I, a casting director reached out to me because she thought I might be right for like a reality series and would I be interested in, you know, interviewing for it. And I was going back and forth because the old me, like real essential me, I think might say no to something like that, but new coronavirus pandemic me is like, what is the meaning of anything? What am I doing? Yeah. Um, I've ha- I had a dark night know. of the I mean, soul. Probably, but th- well, then again, though, <laughs> it depends. Exactly. Really going back and forth. And I'm like, maybe it was one of those things where I'm like, give me a sign, you know, and then I'm like, maybe this is my sign. Um, so I, I mentioned it like, should I do this, you know, on the show and both Kevin and Demi's and Tony said no and then I got an email from a listener who's like look here's the thing they're all younger than you I don't I don't know if he included you in that Tony but maybe he did um but Kevin and younger than you (laughs) (laughs) Mm, not by a little bit that you're like uh you're a dash younger than I am sure if that makes you feel they're, better, sure. they're like a gen- they're like a different generation. <laughs> no, than I you're, am. they're definitely way younger than the both of us. Yes, like we are close enough in age, Tony, that when you factor in how much earlier men die than women, I will probably outlive you. <laughs> what we'll is see. wrong with me? <laughs> That's this cool thing to say. <laughs> Should we place a bet? <laughs> <laughs> I think you could both I'm- use Ali Siegel for a little life coaching. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I was such a pleasant. Per- it's the new shirt. It's the coral shirt. It's cut out. I don't know. It's anyway, cursed. anyway, um, this person was like, "Look, I'm closer to your age. I think you should do it." And I don't even. I don't really know what age has to do with it. But anyway, um, so I was undecided, and I wrote an email back to the casting director with a few questions. And then I never heard anything. And in her email to me, it said, this is the fine, you know, like the final week of casting. So if you're interested, you know, respond with all these details about yourself. Um, and then I never did. So I think it, I think it might have just evaporated because I was unsure and I asked questions and I'm okay with that. Would Are we you allowed guys to know what the show was or no? I can tell you after. I don't know if I okay. should say on air. Um, it's, it's an established show already. It's not. An, it's a spinoff of an established show. Oh, fun! The Real Housewives of Podcasting. <laughs> oh my god, that would that, be so see, fun. That I would do because yeah. that is like you know what I'm about. 
Yeah. Podcasting. I've been thinking about going on Love After Lockup. Oh, what is that? It's for prison pen pals. Look at Allie Siegel. (laughs) That's my favorite show of all time. Because you tweeted about it. I started watching it about six months ago. Now my Friday nights, I thought were pathetic before. Now I'm watching these losers that can't understand how these people getting out of prison don't want to live their lives with them when they were just paying for them to get tampons in the clink. In the commissary? It's insanity. Do you want to know another prison show that is going to blow your mind? Yes. 60 Days In. Has anyone watched that? No. My husband used to record that, but I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh my God, it's so good. Okay, so people go undercover into prison as inmates for 60 days. <gasps> um, so it, it might be like, a, it might be a former cop or um, a teacher or someone who works in public health or someone whose sister is incarcerated or something like that. And they want to know what the prison system is like. And also they want the warden wants information about how the prison is running. So they want to know like if there's like a secret there, shopper, it's, it's <laughs> yes. like under it's undercover boss, but for prison and they go undercover for 60 days. People have been stabbed. Oh, my God. It's it's crazy. The last episode, one of the women who was undercover got into a relationship with one of the other woman, female inmates, and then ended up blowing her cover because she fell in love with the inmate. It is the best show I've ever seen. It's all I've been watching during quarantine. There's like six seasons, and I am so deep in prison shows. It's crazy. It's changed me. (laughs) Um, Where would I where do we find it? Um, it's on, if you have Hulu live, it's on Hulu, but it's, um, an A&E show. So there's, there's a few seasons on Netflix, but yeah, it is And so Love After good. Lockup is what? Wee TV? Yeah. It's like one of those weird, yeah. weird ones. Which one should I start with? Love After Lockup. Love After Lockup's really like light and fun. Well, it's not light and fun. It's like, <laughs> it's light. It's lighter and more fun. Okay. I was, there was a period of time a while ago. It's a, a rom com. <laughs> I was watching um is it called Locked Up Abroad? Do you know yes. the show? Yeah, I, I used to be into it, that. Yes. Ooh. Hey, wait, you see you, you have seen it? Have not, I but have, I should yeah. add that to my What's that? So it would start they would do a reenactment like someone would be telling her story and it was like always like I was you know I went to Thailand for vacation and I met this guy who offered me a zillion dollars to bring back a duffel bag for him and then it would have like you know the scene in the airport where they're all nervous and then they they get busted. Yeah they got broke down palace. Yes, like that. Um, sorry, Allie McKay, what did you say? Isn't that Bridget Jones? <laughs> Do you just reference Bridget Jones 3? <laughs> Remember, in, they were going to Thailand or something, and then the guy said, carry the suitcase, and then she was in prison. And yeah. then Darcy had to come get her. The dark plot of Bridget Jones 3. She, <laughs> she goes to prison. For did I make drugs. that up, or did that happen? No, it's true. It felt oh, like a real? fever dream until yes. you said it. Yeah. I didn't know there was a Bridget Jones 3. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. Tony, did you know? Do you know? I, I don't even, did you know there's a Bridget Jones 1? Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw one of them. I don't know. I don't even know. I don't know. <laughs> I think Tony's I saw the like, second what one. What are they even talking about? <laughs> one more TV talk. If we're going to talk about TV, we, sh- we should have played the song. So let's hear the song. TV time. TV 
Okay, so I have just started the undoing. No one spoil it. The finale aired last night. I think that I already spoiled it for myself because in like trending topics, a certain actor or actress was trending. And I think I think that spoiled it. But anyway, I'm, I'm super into it. But someone, I forget who, tweeted, can you explain to me how two blue-eyed people have a brown-eyed son? Because Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant are both blue-eyed and their son is brown-eyed. And now it's like all I can see. I think if you have a grandparent who has, is it? No, because it's a recessive. It's recessive. Yeah. Right. So two people, two parents who have blue eyes are both blue. So they have to have a blue eyed kid. Wow. I know. (laughs) Wow. That changes the whole show. It really, it really, it really sets it up for season two, (laughs) right? Where's this kid come from? Who's his real dad? That's That's right. Well, I actually have another thing that this is not a spoiler at all. Okay. But apparently in, in you know, the Paddington movies about the bear. Mm-hmm. Have you heard this already? In Paddington no. 1, apparently Nicole Kidman is the villain in Paddington 1. And in Paddington 2, Hugh Grant is the villain. So my question is, does the undoing take place in the Paddington universe? <laughs> Oof. We should get Kevin Porter on to answer that because he earnestly, I think, loves the Paddington movies. Oh, they're so And by good. the way, even if you ha- even it, I would have accepted a Paddington spoiler if you had needed to. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate he's, that you let me know. He did it. He, he's the killer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ali so that's, McKay, that's crazy. You're into the Paddington movies? I think they're adorable and they're sweet and they're wholesome and they're beautiful. Yeah, I, I love a bear. My first crush was Fozzie. I've just, I've loved bears <laughs> my whole life. Oh, that sounded weird. <laughs> I get um, it. I, I think it. it's time for iTunes comment of the week, which I haven't done this segment in a while. Normally I do it on the show I do with Daniel, but I forgot to do it there. Originally it started on the Thursday show. Then it moved to the Monday show. Now it's coming back to the Thursday show because I haven't done it in so long. And I need to remind people that they should be leaving comments. I realize I've just shown everyone the wizard behind the curtain, but Mm -hmm. anyway, we have a song. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments and don't forget to click five stars. Allie, can you believe that Paddington killed that woman on the I, show? I, that is so, so crazy. So weird. When I he's mean, like, I, hey, I'm just a little bear. And she Yeah, and then just bash her face in. Her yeah. So <laughs> it's a yeah. bummer, but... And, she knows what she did. His little bear, bear clothes <laughs> yeah. were covered in blood. Yeah. He should have worn a slicker. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. Jenny Castle says, consistently funny. Allison, I love this show. I have listened to you since your days with your previous employer. I just want to thank you for continuing to conduct pot your podcast remotely. I think it's allowed you to have a more robust set of guests, and the show has evolved in such a relatable way. Thank you for providing great shows each week. Thank you, Jenny. However, not everyone agrees. For example, Clee Family 89. Headline is, 
police one star leaving listening the show exclamation point once you started supporting police hatred i was out you both need to rethink what you said exclamation point exclamation point exclamation point i wonder if you're gonna get any hunter biden flack i know <laughs> my crush. well not from clee family because he's leaving listening the show good point anyway we i we should say hi to him right now because you know he's listening I know. He didn't go anywhere. They always say. Hi, Clee family. (laughs) Sorry. We'll both rethink what we said. Um, I don't remember what I said, but I'll definitely think about it. Uh, Listen, thank you guys for your comments. Keep them coming. Click five stars. It's my favorite number. However, as you'll see, I also... You know, I read the negatives, too. I, I enjoy all of them. I enjoy the positives more, especially if that's how you really feel. So, you know, make sure you're subscribed. Click five stars, leave a comment, etc. Um, this episode is brought to you by Adam and Eve, the number one adult toy superstore. They have everything. Uh, look, now's the time, especially if you live alone, but even if you don't live alone, if you're in a, whatever your situation is, they have something that can help you pass the time, that can make you feel good, that can be empowering. Um, that can be mind and other things expanding. I was on their website earlier, very well curated website, and I looked at gifts for him. And I learned a lot of things. There's items that I didn't even know existed that I didn't even know there was a need. And I'm, I'm wondering how detailed I can be. I think it can be a little detailed. Let's get yeah. into it. Ball spreader. I'm sorry? There's a ball spreader. Hmm. <laughs> It's like a cock ring. It's like a, it's like a, it supports the ball. It supports and spreads the balls. And I didn't even know that that was something that people wanted or needed. But it like really allows for greater sensation everywhere. So you, if, you want them separated. The people who would want this do. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Um, I mean, that's just one of the many, many, there's things with two ends, like many, many mm-hmm. things. And then gifts for her. So many gifts for her. Things that I was like, I would like to try that. Um, gifts for couples. I mean, they have everything. They have sexy lingerie. They have it. Spice up your life for you or your friend or a partner. The lubes and lotions. Sexy you know items what? to wear. They have You furniture. know what I like about furniture Adam and do it on. What? Um, that if you order some stuff from them, it comes in a box that doesn't even say, Adam and Eve, here's your dildo. That's it's right. It's just a plain package. So you're like, Adam and Eve, here's my dildo. Because but you, you know what's in there. But no one right. else needs to know what's in there. Oh, there's my ball spreader. No one needs to know, Allison. I know. Because you're like, so oh, cool. is this like uh, under the cabinet organizer I ordered? Or is this my ball spreader? You don't right? know till you open it. Oh, what if it's, it's very... it's very very discreet select almost any one item for 50 percent off and then adam and eve loads on all this free stuff enter code allison at checkout and get 10 10 10 tantalizing free gifts a sexy item for him a special gift for her and a third item you'll both enjoy and six free spicy movies Plus free shipping. Damn. I, I did the math. That's 10 
free extra things. That's Allison, A-L-I-S-O-N, offer code Allison at checkout at adamandeve.com. Again, Allison, A-L-I-S-O-N, offer code Allison at checkout at adamandeve, adamandeve.com. I also want to tell you guys about Crate Joy. Do you know Crate Joy? Crate Joy is... I don't amazing it is a marketplace for subscription boxes so you know we're all familiar with subscription boxes and usually it's like one company sells one kind of box and you subscribe for it yeah you subscribe to it with crate joy you go to crate joy and it's like all these different subscription boxes i went it's dangerous i went there and i saw so many things that i wanted to give as gifts and that i want for myself there's like all sorts of beauty stuff, there's game stuff, there's cocktail stuff, craft stuff, like for different ages. There's escape room boxes you can subscribe to, um, books, like anything that can be curated, they have a box for it. Uh, I mean, it makes such an amazing gift and it also makes a great thing for yourself. Uh, it's hard to find great gifts for all the special people in your life during the holidays, on Crate Joy, you can choose something unique, personalized, and memorable for everyone on your list. There's still time to find the perfect gift for everyone on your list. You can shop thousands of subscription boxes all in one place and get 30% off your first box when you sign up at Crate Joy. So that's C-R-A-T-E-J-O-Y.com slash best friend. Again, that's CrateJoy.com slash best friend. That's right. Sign up today at CrateJoy.com slash best friend to get 30% off your first box and shop Crate Joy's holiday specials. Crate Joy. Get joy delivered right to your door. That's a good deal. Okay. I mean, they're both joy delivered right to your door, right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right. And we're back. Um, I think it's time. I do want to do just me or everyone, but let's just do a, just a tiny bit more gal chat. Hmm. So I think we need to hear the gal chat drop. Gal chat. Okay. Allie McKay and I have talked on Instagram about how we can't find an under-eye concealer that we like that doesn't make the situation look worse. And I want to know from Ali Siegel. And Tony, if you have thoughts, you can weigh in. No pressure. Ali Siegel, where do you come down on under-eye concealer? Oh, I mean, during the pandemic, there's really nothing you can do. I use... Um, <laughs> I use something by Benefit or something, that brand, um, uh-huh. and I use that. But, like, I feel like there's, at this point, it's just, just let yourself go. But you guys <laughs> both you guys both look great. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Is it because we've, like, allowed Zoom to enhance our appearance? Well, do you know what? I didn't know about that Zoom feature. Everyone has been using that feature, and I didn't know about it until, like, a week ago. I didn't Zoom- know about it until right now. Oh my there's god! A, there's a oh yeah, there's it's a like feature. a feature. Yeah, mm. Zoom can like blur you until you look human. <laughs> All right, I was hoping I already <laughs> yeah. looked human, but you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not you specifically, just in general. Uh-huh, there's there's uh-huh. like a Facetune for Zoom. Yes, in fact, I'm now afraid when if I'm doing someone's podcast and they don't use Zoom, I'm like, oh no. Yeah. Well, I had been podcasting with Melissa and Maria for web crawlers the whole pandemic, and they were both using it, and I wasn't. And then I, when I found the day I found out about it, they were like, I, "Have you guys heard about this thing?" And they were like, "Yeah, we've been using it the whole entire time." I think I learned about it via your tweet because you're like, "Why do I look good on Facetime and not Zoom?" 
And yeah. then someone responded to it. And that's how I learned about it. That's how I learned about it, too. Yeah. And that's why Twitter is good. And you should always talk to strangers. Yes. <laughs> as much as Twitter is awful, it is really good for stuff like that, too. That, I, that's how we all met. That's right. That is. Well, no, I met you. I met you through Jensen because I was a guest on. Oh, my gosh. Get up on this. Uh, Mm-hmm. True. Yes, but I met yep. Jensen through the internet, so that centipede is also Twitter related. You and centipede. <laughs> Wait, I didn't know you met Jensen through the internet. How did you guys? Sorry, I'm just so horny. Um, no, we. <laughs> the human centipede is not a horny movie. Um, it's truly disgusting. Um, yeah, I think Jensen and I met through Twitter like ten years ago or something. I don't even remember how it happened, but then I just um, started hosting his podcast with him. Have you seen? The Human Centipede movie? I oh, actually, I dove that. in. Yes, I did. I have seen it. I've seen all three. There's three of them. Wow. Have Much any, like the Bridget Jones wrong. universe. <laughs> Very similar. <laughs> How Was it awful? I expected it to be a lot grosser than it was. I'm a huge horror fan. Like, horror is my genre of choice. Um, I don't love, like, the torture porn stuff is not really for me, it's, which is what they call that. Mm-hmm. Um, like the movies like Saw and, and Hostel and things like that. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. I mean, it doesn't have a huge plot to it, but it was fine. It, it was, it's a fine movie. It's a fine So film. this is a movie where they attach people's mouths to buttholes, but it wasn't that gross and it was fine? <laughs> I've actually heard that. As, I've never seen it, but I've actually heard other people say the same thing. What, like it's yeah. a tasteful telling of this story? <laughs> It's just somehow it's not as gross as you think it would be. <laughs> I don't know what. By the way, if you want life coaching from me, <laughs> you can find my website on my Instagram. And yeah, I just don't think human centipedes that bad. Allie McKay, have you seen yes, it? I have. You have. I have. Do you agree with the like two thumbs up? <laughs> I, I wouldn't say two thumbs up, but it was not as gross as I was expecting. Which maybe you just psych yourself up to yes. think, oh my god, they're going to be just like poo eating and stuff, <laughs> which, which they are on the poster. Not that bad. <laughs> Shit, poop, Diary stay for the poo eating. But oh. yeah, uh, this is Why? just classic girl chat. Yeah, this is so girl <laughs> chat. Girl chat. Girl chat. <laughs> Wait, why do girls be girls? It? Why do they do it? Because this guy, this guy is like a mad scientist or something, and I think he wants to create some some monster or something, or he wants to see if he can harvest organs or make one like super being, and he um and he kidnaps these people and turns them into one person, and to loop it around to our previous talk in Human Centipede Three, it's about a prison. And they attach all the prisoners as a giant human centipede. And Paddington Bear makes a cameo. <laughs> so let me get this straight. In Human Centipede 1, 2, and 3, each have a, are about a different centipede of humans? Yes. Because yes, I would yes, have thought yes. it would have been like, you're just seeing where they go. No, the centipede can't survive, unfortunately. They haven't oh. figured out a way for it to Is survive Is that a spoiler? Yet. Shit. Were you going to watch us? <laughs> no, I will never, ever watch that. <laughs> Sorry, Allison Rosenheads. I just <laughs> ruined human centipede for you. But it is horror, right? Yeah, it's not, it's not uh, a musical. 
<laughs> oh, that is something they that should try. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Speaking of, I don't mean to take it away from, from this. Have you guys watched Jingle Jangle? No, but I heard it was really good. What is that? It's on Netflix and it's a musical, but it's not really. It's like it's like The Greatest Showman was a musical, mm-hmm. that type of thing. But it is so beautifully done and the costumes are amazing and the, everyone in it is amazing. I just wanted to stop talking about butt-to-mouth stuff. <laughs> yes. Jingle jangle. <laughs> I heard it was really good. We watched wonderful. a trailer for it. I saw I'll The Happiest that. Season. Have you guys seen that? Yes. Oh, yes. Sorry. I thought I was thinking Christmas on the Square, the insane Dolly Parton Christmas movie. Oh, I need Where to she's see like that. homeless and is holding up the sign and what's happening, Dolly? Have you seen it? Have either of you seen it? No, I've, I've just not. seen the clips of it and I don't understand and I don't want to see Dolly homeless. It, the whole musical is like someone took ketamine or DMT and then decided to write a Dolly Parton Christmas musical. It oh, is man. the most insane thing I've ever seen, but it's Christine Baranski or whatever her name is, oh, who's yeah. fantastic, and Dolly mm-hmm. Parton, who plays a homeless angel. It is just, it's wackadoo, but it's fantastic. Is it old? No, it just came out a month ago, or, or no, maybe five days ago. So, I did no. not know. Tony, <laughs> did you know about it? I've seen it pop up, but I, don't, I didn't know any of the specifics. Well... We you just went from Human Centipede to <laughs> Jingle Jangle to Dolly Parton. <laughs> Seven degrees this and six everything. degrees of separation. Yeah. Um, okay. Should we do Just Me or Everyone or should we do Hey, Go, Fuck Yourself? Do you guys have anyone you want to tell off? I always do. Yeah, I mean, I could for sure. All right, let's, let's, do, let's do that. Let's hear it. We haven't done it in a long time. Hey, go fuck yourself. So the way this works, and again, we have not done this in a long time. We go around and we let someone or some entity or whatever know. And then at some point when you get heated or when it feels right, there's a lot of pressure, Tony. Mm-hmm. Tony, you'll, or you could just put your finger up in the air, like play it. Like I'm going to, I'm going to tell them, Hey, go fuck yourself. And then Tony will play it. All right. Allie McKay, let's have it. It's a lot okay. of pressure. I know. It's, it's very easy for me to think about these people and get very angry. It's the arbiters of, of joy, like the people that decide when you can put up your Christmas tree, the people mm. that decide when you're allowed to love something and how much you're allowed to love something. Like any time you tweet about Star Wars, it's like, oh, might as well just mute this. I don't want to deal with any of those people that get so upset. Those fandom people, they're all in this group. But the people that I have to put up when I post something of my Christmas tree, listen, maybe it's not for you. That's fine. You don't have to put up your Christmas tree early. But I put mine up early because I find joy in it. It makes me happy. Hell yeah. Not for you? No big deal. You don't live in my house. Stop sending me tweets about how it's too early for things. Stop sending me Instagram posts that are from like guy dude websites. It's like how to tell your lady it's too early to put up the tree. Like fuck off. So to those people, the stealers of joy, the thieves of happiness, I say, hey, 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 go fuck yourself. 
That was was like a barbershop quartet. (laughs) (laughs) That was so good. And I agree. They can go get fucked. Yes. Mm -hmm. Fuck them. Yes. Yes. That's so annoying. Ellie Siegel, what about you? My God, mine's not nearly as good or as enraged. But my frustration is this. I recently adopted another dog. And so I have two dogs now. And my biggest pet peeve is I have a very small trash can from the city. I know you can order a bigger one, but I have a small one. And I don't like it when your trash can is on outside on the street and other people put their own Mm. dog poop in your trash can. So especially like after your garbage can has already like been collected and it's totally empty. And then like within five minutes, you go to bring it in and it's filled with like other people's dog poop bags. I think we should just like all respect dog poo culture and (laughs) recycle our dog stuff in our own trash cans because it's just it's rude. It's just neighborly to just put your shit in your own. It's trash, though. I'm so, I don't mean to <laughs> naysay, but like I, I've go. never understood that argument. But put it well, in your own trash because it's just I don't know. Like I at least I if my dog goes to the bathroom, I hold the bag until I get to my own trash can. Like for the other for example, for the other day, my trash can's so small, and I'm kind of living in a construction j- zone right now. So because they're doing like renovations on my house, that by the time I went to go put something in my trash can, it was halfway filled with other people's shit. And that is it's, a lot of shit. <laughs> it, well, not literal. It was filled with literal and figurative shit. So it's just everyone put their trash in their own trash cans. Maybe I'm being a curmudgeon. You Here's know who does that? Who? Jensen Carp. We got this own. conversation on Kevin and Bean. Jensen what? Carp is a dog poo thrower in other people's trash cans. Oh, I'll no. do it too. I'll admit, <gasps> I only only when they're on the street. I won't like if I like see it in the driveway or something. I won't do it. But if it's out on the street. I'll do it. You won't you go, go into in their, their kitchen? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. I used to be. Also, because do you guys have next door? I'm uh, yes. that. Okay. So and everyone complains about it on next door also, which is how it kind of came to my attention where I realized, oh, is this maybe not something you should be doing is throwing your dog poop in other people's trash cans, which then made me realize, oh, yeah, I don't like it when other people do that either to my trash can. So now that's my new cause. Well, uh, to the people who sully your tiny trash can with their poop, we say, Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. I have thoughts about this. I think if the trash can is out and it's full of trash, it is okay to yes. put your trash in there because you know it's going to be emptied if it has just been cleaned then you are asking them to house your poop for another six days yes i think that's a better way to put it yes but i guess what if you don't want that what you have to do is you have to just take your garbage cans in like immediately and i don't like to have to do that yeah i don't live that kind of life yeah. I mean, maybe I do, but my trash cans aren't behind a gate. They're like on my driveway. So maybe now mm-hmm. I just, my new thing is I have to put them behind my gate. I don't, I mean, this is a very low grade problem. At least you have a trash can. <laughs> um, I mean, she has a gate. Yeah. A life. And what a what house. are you charging for that life? <laughs> <coaching>? Daddy Warbucks. <laughs> um, I was. So we used to go on family walks at the beginning of the pandemic before I've been thinking about it today. It's been so long since I've gone on a walk or left this house. Like 
it's unhealthy how long, how much I'm just living in this house. But anyway, uh, we were walking and we had the kids and Wendy and I asked Daniel if I could put the bag of poop in the bottom of the stroller. And then he's like, well, if you both, I know it's, <laughs> you just, you know, it, it's gross, but I just didn't want to hold it anymore. Yeah. Um, I was like, there's, is there anything in the bottom of the stroller? And then this guy was in his living room and he through the window was like, oh, you can just leave it on my driveway because I'm going to take the trash out. That's it so was sweet. So, it was so nice. Also a reminder that everyone is in their homes and they can all hear your conversations. But it yes. was so nice. So nice. So then I got home and I wrote about it on and I don't post on Nextdoor that often but this I was like this will spread some joy I was like you know just want like thank you so much to the neighborhood da 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 and then he he's like that was me and then the next time I went on a walk there was a bucket with like a picture of a dog going potty and it was like dog poop here and he like created this little dog poop receptacle for people. Oh, it was man. so sweet. Well, now, now I this feel is shame. His kink. Now I feel shame. <laughs> <laughs> this is this man's kink is what it is. Let's call it out right now. You're all like, oh, how sweet. He loves dog poop. <laughs> this dude is just super into strangers leaving him poo. Well, then the next time I went by, though, it wasn't there anymore. And then no, I was like, oh, what happened? Inside. <laughs> I guess you're right. You, then he kicked into like phase two of the plan, kicked, kicked off, kicked in. Um, well, speaking of poop, my Hey Go Fuck Yourself is about poop. And this is the kind of thing that normally it's too too much detail for me to share. However, I'm emboldened by my fellow Allie Allisons. Okay. Tony, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I just want to tell my own gastrointestinal system, reproductive system and butt to go fuck itself because I have my period right now. It Oof. is very unpleasant. I am now That's apparently too much information. In the, <laughs> now apparently in the phase of life where it I think I'm in perimenopause, which is like the five to ten years before menopause. Again, I'm not sure that I have the math right. I feel like I'm too young for this to be happening, but um, my period is now infrequent uh, and I'm having hot flashes and it's very heavy. But anyway, just this thing where I put in a tampon, stand up and I'm like, oh, I guess I need to drop a what's a ladylike way of talking. I was going to say that. And then I'm like, no, that's pretty gross. What's a lady like the pool? take a dump i don't know um yeah that's yeah. ladylike <laughs> no i'm just kidding <laughs> oh i get, i'll just put it this way oh i guess i'm not done going to the bathroom and then yeah, yeah gotta like i can't they say you can go i can't go with a tampon in so then i gotta take the tampon out so wasting a tampon it's a little bit uncomfortable at that point and then i then i think i'm done every basically every time i put a tampon in and i stand up i'm like oh i'm not done and i just need my shit literally to get sorted out so to my own body i say hey 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 go fuck yourself and i know about menstrual cups i just can't get on board Oh, I, can't I just got off the pill for the first time in over 20 years. Oh How's my it God. going? Uh, I'm surprised I haven't cried. It's been an hour. I mean, <laughs> oh, I you're, am, you're super emotional because you're off the pill. Oh, I am a mess. Is Everything that why I've been so emotional up. too? Because <laughs> <laughs> yes. I've been oh. crazy emotional. So maybe that's I it. I don't know. All I know is that you're not supposed to like 
get off the pill and expect life to be normal. Your body is just jacked up. And 20 years of suppressing hormones and it's, I am a mess. What um, made you, how come you wanted to go off of it? I had um, an ocular migraine Mm. a couple weeks ago and I legit thought I was dying. I don't know if you've ever had one of those, but I had just done Mm. the podcast and was sitting on my couch and I was looking at the computer and I'm like, what? what the heck? Am I going blind? I had this weird, like jagged shaped thing in my eye and it looked like it was like munching, like (laughs) red and blue. It was like a weird Pac-Man munching thing. And I'm like, oh my God, this is bad. I went to the mirror and I know when you're having a stroke, you can't lift both hands over your head. So lift both hands. I'm like, okay, I'm good. Okay. Smile test. All right, I'm good. So it's not a stroke. Called my parents and I'm like, I legit think something is really wrong and my dad who's in the medical field and my mom who's a nurse they have no time for anything medical at all so my dad's like well take a nap and if you wake up call us I'm like okay <laughs> that's kind of kind of harsh but i laid there in bed and thought oh my god now my arm's numb am i oh my god my arm is numb i'm having a heart attack but i couldn't google which arm should be numb for a heart attack because i just had a munching eye thing and i was going blind turns out it was an ocular migraine, and if you have those and you're on the pill, get off Take immediately because it, it ups your chance of a stroke by like a good number. Oh my god! And you're not supposed to be on the pill past a certain age anyway. And let's be honest, who am I fucking? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, that's so. a better segment. That's a better segment. Who am I fucking? Who am I fucking? <laughs> <laughs> Tony, so you gotta yeah, make that that's a drop. Just a little little look into my life right there. Um, uh, what is, do you know, like physically, what is actually happening when you're having an ocular migraine? What was creating the munch? Um, I don't know. And I didn't know it was an ocular migraine until I talked about it on the next podcast. And a woman said, Google images for ocular migraines. And there's like 10 different images. And I'm like, there's the jagged, like right there. And I gasped because it was legit exactly what I was seeing. So it's just, I don't, oh, it was terrifying. It but was you didn't, terrifying. And you didn't think of calling 911 or anything? I guess you no, don't want to No, and turns out a lot of people, when it has happened to them, the first time it happens, you have no idea what's going on. And I had so many people send me emails and they said, I spent eight hours. God, this hood. Um, I spent eight <laughs> hours in the ER with them trying to figure out what was wrong. And it was an ocular migraine. It's just, it's intense and it's scary. And now that I know what it is, I'm like, okay, it's not a stroke. It's not a heart attack. It's an ocular migraine. But ooh, the first time, not cool. Scary. scary. Do you get regular migraines? I do. Since I was 15. That's why mm. I went on the pill at that age because it was going to take care of my headaches and it was also going to help. I had 14 day periods. Don't be oh, jealous. Oh, wow. Yeah, don't be jealous. It was pretty awesome. As you're, you know, 15, 16 years old, you're like, yeah. oh, no, I still have my period. And my friends yeah. are like, you just don't want to go swimming. I'm like, no, I literally still have it. It was oh, awful. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah. How am I single? <laughs> um, Tony, do you want to tell anyone to to get fucked? Uh, sure. I'll just – I'll make it super quick because it's nice and simple. Pe- okay. People – Obviously, I appreciate when you wear your mask, but the people that wear it below their nose. Oh, yeah. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. Drives me crazy. It's yes. Weird. 
It defeats the whole purpose. Mm-hmm. We we are we're so many months into this. Don't they know it? Mm-hmm. I feel like it's their passive aggressive. Like they're getting around having to wear it, but they aren't really going to wear it. Yeah. So stupid, Tony. I should have asked you to make some kind of like Ally Ally Allison drop ahead of time, but I didn't. Oh, like literally just make a thing. Yes, gotcha. Yeah, Sorry. something you could play to indicate. That this is like that. There's two alleys in an Allison, but I mean, I'm also kind of an alley. There's three alleys. On the fly, could you do anything with your voice? Like, could you just come up with something? <laughs> anything. <laughs> what? Oh uh, alley, alley, alley. Tony Saxton. <laughs> I'll throw that in there for good measure. <laughs> Can we get an alternate? Did this one do Allie, Allie, Allison? Allie, Allie, Allison. Ooh, I like that one, too. Well, that's because oh. the Allison was so much better than the Allies. <laughs> well, it's you like, know, okay, Allie, she, Allie, is, she is my boss. <laughs> that's a good point. Okay. okay. One more. This oh, time, Jesus. make the Allies special. <laughs> Allie, Allie. Allison. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. Let's do some just me or everyone's. This is where people write in with things they think or do and they wonder, is it just me? Is it everyone? If you would like to submit one, sub, uh, tweet it to me at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F um, on Twitter. I was going to say, or if you want to get in touch, but don't submit your JMOs this way. If you want to get in touch, A-R-I-Y-N-B-F show at gmail.com is the email address. But I like to get them on Twitter and I believe that everyone here has one, except I cannot remember what mine was. So two or three people here have one, and we have the ones listeners sent in. And there's a song. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? All right. Allie Siegel. Would you like to start? Sure. Um, mine is not interesting. Um, mine is that, so if a series gets released in its entirety, like on Netflix or Amazon Prime or Hulu, um, I have to binge watch it immediately as opposed to watching it episode by episode. So like if, if you know, Netflix drops 12 episodes of something at once, I have to watch those 12 episodes in a row. I can't be, I can't space them out, like watch one a week as if it's a normal show. I have to binge watch. Even if you just find the show like, okay. No, I mean, if I like the show, I'm going to binge watch it. If I don't like it, I'm not going to watch it at all. But if I, if I like the show, I'm going to, I have to binge watch it. I can't space it out. I feel like that's everyone. Is that not everyone? I mean, Daniel and I, no, I, no, no, I, I, I will do that with it, but I, I more meant like, you know, every now and then there's a show like you don't love it, but you don't dislike it either. It's just kind of like, oh, this is like uh, when I don't have anything else, I'll throw this on like those type of shows. That's how I felt about The Good Place. I recently watched The Good Place and was Good like, oh, this is, is nice. This is nice background TV. And I just I finished it within two days somehow. I was like, oh, I can put this on. <laughs> in the background when I'm doing stuff and then all of a sudden the series was over. I just, I don't know what it is. I just have to consume it immediately. Yeah. Tough crowd. 
<laughs> I, no, I will. I will do it sometime, but you normally not that quickly, though. <laughs> I find that I get legit mad if a show isn't bingeable. Like yeah. Ted Lasso yeah. is my favorite show of the year, and I was so mad having to wait another week for Ted Lasso. I wanted it that? all at once, which now it's all at once. Everyone can binge it now. Yeah, I but just started when it. it was coming out one one a week, how dare you? <laughs> yes, I like to wait until they're all available and I can watch mm-hmm. them. Um, uh, wait, did Ali? Did you say what is Ted Lasso? Yeah, what's Ted Lasso? <gasps> oh my god! Should I binge it tonight? <laughs> oh, it is. It's one of those shows, Ali. That after every single it, every single show feels like a warm hug. It oh. is. So lovely. It's Jason Sudeikis, and he's this, like, football coach back here in the States, and then he's asked to coach for Premier League over in London because they're setting him up to fail type of thing. That's the whole plot. But it is so wonderful and so funny and so charming and heartwarming. Am I the only one that watched Ted Lasso? No, no I, I watched just it started as well. It. I liked it, too, but... I saw so maybe in the same way that um, Human Centipede is not as scary as everyone builds it up to be. I had saw like I want to watch a thousand more episodes of this. This is my, you know it, it was. I thought Those it was were good. My tweets. <laughs> maybe it was just you. I thought it was good and it was sweet. Um, it was good and sweet, but it. I didn't have this like insatiable need to get to the next one. Weirdly, and I don't think I feel good about this. Emily in Paris, a show which I thought was t- going to be terrible and might be terrible from the beginning. When, the more I watched that, I was like, oh, I could just watch a thousand more of these. This is like ridiculous, like escapist. Oh, yeah. I did. Li- I, I see that sour look on your face. I did <laughs> like it. I just okay. it wasn't. OK, well, I will say this. Emily in Paris me was personally. at both times the worst and best thing I've ever seen. It was so just like, oh, but then I was like, give me more. Yeah. A lot like Virgin River. I don't care, but I'm watching it. You watching that? Virgin River is. See, is that the one where the woman woman moves to the small town and and, and lives in that cabin and then the bartender's hot? Yeah. I watched an episode of that. (laughs) It's so good, but not great. What episode? Yeah. Good, but not great. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what redeemed Emily in Paris, that her neighbor chef guy was hot. Yes. Yeah, he was hot, for yeah. sure. Um, I feel like I liked that show despite Emily. Like, she was the weak spot, for sure. Yeah. The actress and the character. Sorry, Phil and Lily, if you're listening. <laughs> I imagine Phil would defend her. Phil Collins is her dad. Um, oh, I was like, who's Phil? Does he email a lot? <laughs> <laughs> Phil loves the show, you guys. <laughs> yes. Well, anyway, Allie Siegel, I think that is not just you. I think that is a lot of people. It is, I wish I could do that. Daniel and I don't, we tend to watch TV late at night after the kids are in bed. And so we'll watch like one or two episodes before. I am too tired to like process what I'm watching. Um, so for us, it gets spaced out because we just don't have the time. But if it was something, if it's something that just I'm watching, I would binge it, whatever it is, right away. I get sucked oh, yeah. in. Like right now, I want to watch all of The Undoing. Um, exactly. Ali McKay, yes. what is your Just Me or Everyone? I'm, I'm hoping maybe someone has said this in the past to lessen the blow of it 
sounding like I'm a complete sociopath. <laughs> but, and I saw that Tim Heidecker had mentioned when he's on a bridge, like he sometimes just thinks, what would happen if I jump type yes. of thing. Yes. Mine is similar. And I'm, I know you guys feel this way. When you pull up to a stoplight and you're stopped and then someone, a pedestrian is walking through the crosswalk, do you think, what if I floor it? Like how fast will they flip over the car? Will it hit them? They go under the car. Like I don't want to hurt them, but what No, you're just into physics. I'm into physics is what it is, Allison. I love science. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to hurt them. I just really... I want to hurt them. (laughs) I think, okay, so I was with you until you started talking about like the different ways the body would flip over the car, go under. And then I, no, not, it's not too much. It's beautifully honest. Um, it's, I just don't actually do that personally, but I do Mm -hmm. have the fear of like, what if, like, if, like, what if your foot slips off the pedal? Yeah, yeah like I found myself mashing the brake okay. pedal down. But I, d- especially when I, after I had kids, all of a sudden I started having all sorts of like crazy intrusive thoughts. I think just because they're so fragile and I wasn't getting enough sleep and it's like, you know, any sort of, any danger I envisioned it happening to them. Not like, mm. not like, it, it was not the kind of thing, it was postpartum depression, but it wasn't the kind of thing where I'm like, oh no, what if I hurt them? It was just, how can I protect them? Every, I, I remember I would be like, sorry, I have sort of hijacked your JMO. We'll, I'll get back to yours in oh, a second. No, but like, I'm, I'm very happy that it's out there and I'm done. <laughs> I, the first time we ever took Elliot to a restaurant, I was just like, there's so many knives. What if someone like accidentally throws a knife at him? What if a knife falls on him? Or the first time I was pushing him in a stroller down an aisle at a grocery store, I'm like, what if all the soup cans fall off and hit him? Like just any, anything. Yeah. It was like a very unpleasant <laughs> way to live. But yeah. I think that is very similar to what you're talking about actually, yeah. brain-wise. So I, I'm sure it's not just you. I do it. You do? You do? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Allie. Big time, babe. Do you typically see the bodies flipping over or going under? Well, when you said that, that was interesting. Um, I feel like if you reverse over someone, they go under. If you're going fast oh, yeah, at go them, over. they flip up. Mm-hmm. See, physics. We're super into <laughs> physics. <laughs> Not Tony, all blondes you- are dumb, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, do you have that? Do I have that? Uh, no, I, I have the, the thing of, of like the irrational, like what if my foot sl- uh, slips off the brake and then somehow slams onto the accelerator but uh that's about as far as it goes yeah although i have have, have, have any of you ever gotten to a stoplight and just sort of like spaced out and treated it like a stop sign yes, yes. i have treated Yo, a four-way like that yeah it is terrifying yeah. oh, the second you realize you do it it is so scary no, I have not. I, I don't think I've done that. What I've done is I've treated a. F- I have completely forgotten the rules of how a four way stop works. And mm-hmm. I've just been like, okay, and now I'm going to go. <laughs> like, with not like, you know, person on the right, right, right goes right. like that. And then I've just been like, oh, I'm a total asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Tony, I've done that. And it's, you're instantly in a game of Frogger. Yeah. And it is terrifying i mean i because you stop and you're like my turn and then cars are like going like it's terrifying well i thankfully when i did it 
I think I've done it more than once, but thankfully it was like not in a busy area. So it like really mm-hmm. didn't matter, but it was just that like as soon as I did it, I realized I was like, oh, that could have been awful. And yeah. it was still terrifying, even though no one was around. Well, it's good that you continue doing it. Yeah, you know, and I hope you get it right. I have to squeeze Practice one in before the year's perfect. over. <laughs> You're like, I don't know. I've done it seven, eight times. <laughs> there is, and again, people love the hyper, hyper local content. There is an intersection in Los Feliz or Silver Lake, and I, it's right next to a gas station. Um, but for some reason, it's always confusing to me where the limit line is. It's like the Holly. I think it's Hollywood and Sunset where they meet. I think. Oh, the junction where you go down to the left. Mm. Yeah, that weird thing. I'm. I don't know if it's. I think that might be a separate weird thing, but maybe it is. I don't know. All I know is, a couple times I'll be at a red light and I'll be like, "Oh shit!" I'm like, I feel like I'm. And again, I don't have. This might be more. No, I'm like ten feet or fifteen feet further than where I'm supposed to be, and I'm like dangling in traffic now. What do I do? Oh, and that happened you're... to me more than once. I then then I just like reversed and felt you've like done an it. idiot. No, you've done, I've done it. it. Yeah. Um. All right. Tony, did you have one? Did you just do one? Uh, no. I uh, I, I have a a, a Christmas themed one. Uh, Ooh, I'm listening. <laughs> uh. So yes, as as I I love Christmas. I love Christmas decorations. I can't get enough of them. I want more all the time. However, uh, when it comes to ornaments, I I have like a, a weird rule that they have to have a Christmas element to them. You know what I mean? Like, so you can go to like Target or something, and you'll just see this. Uh, here's an R two D two ornament, and there's just and that's all it is. It's just R two D. It's just like an action figure, basically hanging. Like, if you put a Santa hat on him, I want it. But if it's just uh, just a plain thing that has nothing to do with Christmas, but it's an ornament, I don't want it. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, you can't be the only one. I would assume not, but uh, I don't know that I've talked to anybody so else. That did you has... have to get rid of some ornaments you had that didn't have Christmas? No, because I just don't buy them. Aspects? Although people have given me some that uh, are like that, and uh, I just tend to not use those ones. <laughs> I know. Now I'm rethinking the Hawaiian Santas I gave. No, oh, no they were Hawaiian no, they, Santas. Yeah, they were yeah. Christmas, and okay. I think they all said Melikalikimaka. So yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I didn't. I didn't know that there was guidelines I had to fit into. Thank God I did. Yeah, you killed it. I'm kind of with you. I don't actually put this into practice, but I do. Like, there's a few random ornaments where it's like, oh, it's it's a guitar. Okay. Yeah, I will make. One exception I will I'll there's occasional exceptions. A big one I'll make is like sometimes like from like when I was on tour or something, if I was traveling somewhere, like I have just like a, a Sydney, Australia ornament and stuff like that. Like if it's like kind of like things along those lines from a big trip or something, I'll I'll let those slide. But uh otherwise give me that Christmas stuff. Wait, Tony so Tony plays drums in Motion City soundtrack. You guys must have done have been guests on K Rock, right? No, we never uh, had luck with radio. Oh. Awkward. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> 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 okay, a Kimmy thing says I honestly ooh controversial. I honestly don't care which way the toilet paper hangs off the roll. Monster. Oh, I, I 
am someone I I guess actually I don't I don't feel that strongly because I know that a lot of people Daniel included my husband feel that it has to be over and sometimes mm-hmm. I like it under I'm no. okay with it I change it in people's homes you put oh it over oh my god yeah <laughs> is, that, is that aggressive <laughs> like what are you doing having it under says the girl that talks about people flipping over her car <laughs> <laughs> wait why do you feel so strongly I don't know it's just it's over and then it just it it comes out so much easier. Yeah, I think I don't so know. Too. I just think it's neater that way. If it's under, it could always just roll and it's just it's it's not as as clean. Oh, contraire. Oh. And I know that I'm dangerously dancing onto I'm on thin ice now because I I know you have strong feelings about this. And yet here I go anyway. I feel that when it's under and I know people are they're hitting that unsubscribe button right now and I'm losing listeners. When I pull, it's easier to rip if it's on, if it hangs under. Cause if it's over, sometimes like you might try to rip and then it just unspools. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like an aggressive rip. Like how you gotta be more gentle with your toilet paper. I just think you I should feel. be able to rip with one hand. Also, I think I don't have cats, but now that I think about it, I think over might be an issue. Like if they go to pot, mm-hmm. it would come up. Oh, Allison, you might be changing me. Yeah, I don't have cats either, but I'll take it. How do three of us women on here not have cats? I know. Good for us. Feminist I had cats. Maybe that's why. <laughs> I had. Wait, did you say you hate cats? I hate cats. I hate cats. Do you cats remember too. like that one um what's that show with the the it's in black and white and it was always on KTLA with Rod Serling? Twilight, Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. <laughs> Do you remember that Twilight Zone where the cats pushed a radio into the bathtub and totally electrocuted the owner and then the no. cats had full reign of the house. I saw that once when my babysitter shouldn't have let us be, be watching that and Ever since then, I'm ter- I'm terrified of cats. They are going to kill us in the tub. Well, cats would eat you if you died in your house. They would eat you. For Dogs sure. wouldn't do that. Tony, can you find, if they're easy to find, the drops Jeff made of me saying negative things about cats? Oh, These right. are doctor drops. Yes. Jeff, my old producer, was convinced that I hated cats, so he spliced mm-hmm. together stuff to make it sound like I was super anti-cat. Um, but, okay, so I had Bob Saget on my show recently. How mm-hmm. would you take this? He said to me, remind me, how many cats do you have? <gasps> yeah. Rude. And I said, I have none. <laughs> yeah, not <laughs> It was nice. interesting. His assumption was that I just had a... It wasn't, do you have cats? It's how many. Like, And I realized that to him, I'm someone who has a lot of cats. No offense to people who have a lot of cats, but it kind of often is a, a type. Cats yeah. can no, suck a dick. Cats. <laughs> Come and get me. Cats. Cats are not okay. Cats are <laughs> gross. <laughs> Do you want more? <laughs> yeah. Are there more? <laughs> I mean, there's a few more. Yeah. Fuck you. Cats and the cat. <laughs> I would dump in a cup and then pour some almond milk and drown it in trivia. Uh, <laughs> I think that's it. Wow. Okay. She really hates cats. Wow. <laughs> um, okay. 
A Kimmy thing also says, just me or everyone, don't care which way my dollar bills face in my wallet. And I don't put them in value order either. Yes, my ones and my 20s hang out. Yeah, my my wallet is a mess. No, got to be in order. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. And heads all facing the same way. Yep. What? Yeah, 20, 10s, 5s, 1s, mm-hmm. all facing the same way. Because then you're not Whoa. fumbling around and you're, when you need it and you can just, you know right where it all is and you're just, boom, you're done. I pretty much, I don't use cash that often. Well, I don't either, but you know. But I if you need to, cash. it's yeah. all in order. Mm-hmm. And do, do you have the bigger denominations on the inside, like in, on the front? No. Back. Or the back? That's where the ones are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Ali Siegel? I don't even think I carry cash on me anymore. And if I do, I don't care where. It, it's usually in my car, like ones on my seat. Like I don't, I, <laughs> I am Doesn't not organized. Safe, <laughs> <laughs> I am not organized in any way whatsoever, toilet paper or dollar bill wallet wise. <laughs> I don't even carry a proper wallet. And, oh, I shouldn't even, I shouldn't announce this in case someone listening wants to pickpocket me. I don't even carry a proper wallet anymore. I don't I haven't either. In years. I have, it's just like a change purse because I used to carry a wallet and it would turn into a Costanza wallet so fast. It got so, th- it was always like, it took up so much room. Wait, why I just put my you- ID and my credit card in my pocket and then I leave the house. Mm. That's None a little further than I go. None of this is safe and I don't feel good talking about it. <laughs> what was your question, Tony? I was going to say, why shouldn't you share that if you're, if someone would pickpocket you because you're not you don't have anything no because they'll be like oh this must be that coin purse she talked about that oh, chain, yeah. this is what this is where all her goods are yeah they're dying for those coins <laughs> <laughs> well it's got the cash and the credit cards ah, tucked okay. in okay. okay and the errant biz- i just don't throw things out so it's got receipts it's got business cards it's got just so much shit in there but if i so you guys carry like actual wallets I just bought a new wallet on uh, Friday. The big, what's it called? Friday Black sales? Friday. Black, Friday. Black Friday, yeah. Mm-hmm. I have had the same Kate Spade wallet that has the little um, plastic part in the front that you would put your um, license ID? in uh-huh. from back in the day when you're like, ew, at a bar, there's my ID. <laughs> total dork, right? I have had that for close to 15 years. And I thought, you know what? You deserve it. Buy yourself a new wallet, young Did lady. You- did you buy it when you went on birth control pills? I did. I've been buying a lot. <laughs> I've been buying a lot of stuff I don't need. Oh, no. I didn't mean it like that, although that's interesting. I meant you said 15 years, which is how long you were on birth control pills, right? Oh, no, no, 20 even years. longer. Even 20. longer okay. on birth control. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, congratulations on the new wallet. Thank you, Allison. Have you ever had one of the wallets that you put your whole checkbook in? Because I've never had that either. I've never no, had like a that's big... that's like a mom thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they even make those anymore. I bet they do. I feel like my sister still has one. Really? I Is feel it by like Dooney it. and Burke? <laughs> <laughs> I think like, my mom had a Dooney and Burke. That's what my mom had. I told Dooney and Burke and you flip it open and she's like, let me take the checkbook out. And you're like, mom, we're only buying three things. Why do you have to write a check? Oh, uh, what? <laughs> Tony, do you even know what Dooney and Burke is? Nope. Dooney and Burke is like, Pretty high end, right? A high end maker of uh, satchels and whatnot. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Um, Okay. Jen T says, I don't like that Twitter shows me tweets from people I don't follow just because someone I do follow follows them. 
It happens a lot with journalists that follow people in the Trump admin, and I hate it. Let's see if I, I got to follow that. I don't like that Twitter shows me tweets from people I don't follow just because someone I do follow follows them. So like if they like or favorite, is that what she's talking about? I think or I'll see those pop up occasionally. Yeah. Or sometimes they'll reply to someone and then you'll see even if you don't follow both people, it'll show up for you for some reason. Right. <sighs> More often, I'll see a tweet from someone and I'll be like, who is this? Why is this showing up? And then it's like, oh, I follow them. Who is this person I chose to follow? And sometimes people will reach out to me and be like, who are you? Why am I following you? And, I'm like, and I always have a very negative reaction to that. But sometimes when I wonder that about someone, then I'm like, oh, I kind of get it. Like, obviously, I saw this person on something at some point or th- and thought I should follow them or something. I don't know. That's such a weird thing to message someone. I would never it's message rude. someone. That, yeah, just unfollow if you don't want to follow someone. So right. weird. No, I think they genuinely are like, can you remind me why I thought you were relevant one day at some point? Because <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> I'm not so getting That's a lot mean. of it from your feed right now. That clears it up. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> you guys, this was so much fun. You have to come back. You're my, you're my favorites. You say that to everyone. <laughs> you say that to all your alleys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do like a lot of people, but this was really fun. And, and as we were doing it, I was like, I've, you guys have to come back. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry yeah. I talked about human centipedes so much. It's just I have a habit of doing you know that. People are good. <laughs> Is that part of your brand? Yeah. <laughs> I think people are going to love it. Um, I'm going to do a thing now where I offer my plugs last but that does not mean people should tune out i mean turn off because they think they've already heard mine i might maybe i have new plugs oh also i can't believe i didn't mention this earlier i would like to thank and welcome our new patrons ryan h jeremy k alan c krista and michael s thank you for joining i hope that it is everything that you want it to be i think it is patreon.com slash allison rosen okay ali siegel where can we find you? What should we look out for, et cetera? Um, so I have a podcast called Web Crawlers. It is on the Erios network, which is one of the first female networks where everything is edited by women. All the podcasters are women and all the producers are women. Um, Margaret Cho has a podcast on there. Um, I have a podcast on there, which, you know, all the greats. Um, it is called Web <laughs> <laughs> It is called Web Crawlers. Um, it's like paranormal, supernatural, true crime, and the occult with me and Melissa Stetton. And you can find that on um, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, um, anywhere where podcasts are. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Online Allison. Yay. Allie McKay. I started um, a Patreon podcast with my former colleague, Bean, from The Kevin and Bean Show. We started it October 12th, so we're almost two months into the Patreon game, and it's fun, and we have a really good time, and you could start listening to it for a whopping $3 a month. That's 25 cents. 25 cents, essentially, a show, which is just... Not a lot. And we've got to up those prices. So get in now, I guess is what I'm saying. But it's really fun. And if you just go um, to Patreon and slash Allie and Bean, it's A-L-L-I-E and Bean. And it's called A Cup of Tea and a Chat. And uh, well, on yesterday's podcast, we talked about Toy Story. Why so soon? I don't know. 
but uh, I talked about Little Bo Peep slang and pussy. So it's that kind of show if that's what you're into. <laughs> Hello? That sounds great. <laughs> you guys there? <laughs> um, Tony. Uh, at Tony Thaxton, Twitter and Instagram, and my podcast, Bizarre Albums. And that's all right now. And uh, if you haven't heard or seen my Monday episode with Tim Heidecker, go check that out. Uh, it's on YouTube.com slash Allison Rosen. Please subscribe to me on YouTube. I'm uh, basing my self-worth on those numbers. YouTube.com slash Allison Rosen. Uh, and follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Allison Rosen. And um, listen to Childish. And I love you. Thank you for listening. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? Yeah, Alison Rosen is your new best friend.